Welcome to the Not So Typical Family Podcast with Juan and Jen, where we hope to provide an honest perspective on marriage, family, and our faith. Here are your hosts, Juan and Jen Benito. Hey guys, welcome to episode three. Today we are following up with our story of our uh, how Peanut came into our lives. Today we are including our three big kids. Say hi. 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 <laughs> so That's them. Today we have Joey, Mason, and Jalen with us. Peanut is already in bed. That was the only time this was going to be able to happen. Maybe we'll put her on later. She doesn't say much. <laughs> okay, so today what we wanted to do was talk about our family dynamics and how that has been affected by Peanut's adoption. So we brought in our kids to allow them to talk a little bit about I guess the changes that have taken place. So I think Joey's been affected the most by the fact that he's had two younger siblings, and then when he thought we were all done, we brought in one more. Well, I think the biggest thing is a lot of people think when they're considering fostering or even adopting that, how is it going to affect my kids? It's going to make them stressed out, and it's going to just destroy their lives because you're bringing in this new person. But um, I don't think that's how it was with us. I think there was fear, obviously. Um, There was some uncomfortableness of the fact that she was special needs. But overall, I think bringing Peanut just seemed kind of natural. I will start off with what I cannot be held liable for anything they say. So (laughs) this is uncut. Um, But remember, Jesus is watching. All right, so what do you guys think? So how did bringing Pina in affect our family dynamics? Or you personally? Okay, well, personally, I don't know. It was kind of a surprise with having Peanut there. I didn't think I would be able to love her as much as I do Mason and Jalen because she wasn't my biological baby sister. But as soon as we got her and everything and I was able to hold her, I knew that she would fit right in into our family lifestyle and that we can make it work. And I've grown and gained a lot more responsibility for to take care of her while to take some stress off my mom and dad. So for you single ladies out there, <laughs> Joey is 16 and he is good with kids. And I changed diapers too. Oh, and he does diapers. That's <laughs> a keeper. Peanut totally has helped him grow up a lot. He... Totally jumped on board with the big brother role. Um, Because of him, we've been able to go out for coffee or go grocery shopping or even have shorter dates um, without worrying about Peanut. He officially changes diapers now. Uh, For a long time, he refused. But we are past that stage. (laughs) And um, he's very trustworthy when it comes to Peanut. Oh, when it comes to all things, he's a pretty good kid. <laughs> no, just Peanut. Not just Peanut. Uh-huh. All right, so who else? How did you feel about bringing Peanut in? <laughs> <laughs> and that's Mason refusing to... Speak. Or answer questions, so we will move on to Jalen. <laughs> all right, Jalen. So a lot of people were have asked us specifically about you because you were the only little girl. You were the baby. And now you share that role. Or I guess Peanut knocked you out of that role, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, 
How did that make you feel? Did you feel pushed aside? Did you feel left out? Or did it just feel natural? At first, I thought I was going to be the one who never got the attention because she was going to get most of the attention. But when we finally got her, I realized that I wasn't going to be ignored all the time and that I was going to be a part with this, I guess. Um, I guess it helps that we ignored you before she got there. So well, yeah. I was already used to it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our children are very deprived if right. you don't know them personally. Mm-hmm. Poor children. <laughs> Mason, nothing? Can okay. You say hi? Well, I know... Wait, can you at least say hi so people know you're here? Hello? I said hi in the beginning. Okay. okay. He said hi in the beginning. But I know for a fact that Mason was very hesitant, and we've shared it with other people, so it's not a shock that he was very hesitant to bring in a special needs kid. He didn't have a lot of experience around special needs, and like most people, it made him uncomfortable. And he was the one who was the most vocal about that and asked a lot of questions before we got her. And I don't think it was just him. I think the other thing we realized is that there were family members that felt the same way, where there was some fear even initially of wanting to watch her or wanting to care for her. Um, they were afraid of how to approach her, how to address certain things, how to... Even hold her and talk to her and interact with her. Everything mm-hmm. seemed like we had to teach. Yeah, I felt like we were always directing people initially. Either they talked to her like a... Child, like a baby. Like a baby, and then... I don't know, the part of it because of her size, too. I mean, even now... She's about the size of a 15-month-old, I would say. Well, what clothes does she still wear? 18 months. Yeah, and she's three years old, basically. She's been on size three diapers for about a year and a half. (laughs) And now she's finally moved up to size four, which is a big step. But (laughs) But they're still kind of too big. (laughs) Yeah. So I think because of that, the size, her disability and everything else, I think there was some fear about how to address her um how to hold her how to care for her and it's been a journey okay so like we talked about in the last episode a lot of people have asked why we decided to do this and this is something that we discussed with the kids throughout the whole thing we kept everybody else in the dark but the kids were right along with us they knew what we were doing they knew we were becoming certified foster parents they learned to fear our family meetings quite often family meetings and each time we do, it's usually to announce some big change. <laughs> so yeah. they kind of hate them now. But <laughs> like what now? Um, but the whole point is they were in the loop. So my question for them is, why do you feel God called us specifically to adopt? Or do you feel like he did and we just jumped the gun and did it ourselves? <laughs> I haven't really thought about it in that way. It just it's always a lot like so how do you think about it joseph whatever well it's just that like i thought like maybe like someone needed help so like and mom was talking about how she got that dream for god and everything and kind of like you know we all hate when mom has dreams <laughs> um i don't know uh, like why not i guess because my family like dad has always been a youth past like the not official youth pastor forever and mom always helped him with that and like why not and have kids when there's always kids at our house all the time 24 7 
Yeah, they used to hate that, but... At least four of them won't go away. Ever. Yeah. Three at the time. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, are you guys open to bringing in more kids? And you can be truthful. And silence. <laughs> Do you want me to answer? Yes, you, you oh. answer first. I don't know. It was... It's hard, because... At the same time, I want to, but at the same time, I know I'm going to get a lot more responsibility also. I don't know. We're going to have another kid there. It would just be a little bit more difficult. But I know a lot of times it would just be worth it. I mean, Jana has brought our family closer. And so the only thing that would scare me is that I know it would be harder on us in a way. But, I mean, if... Um, I think it'll still, like, give us a chance to actually bond more than we do now. And so I want to. Mason? Thank you. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, I think one of, like, Mom's biggest fears is that Peanut's going to have less attention because of it. Yeah, because Peanut takes a lot of my time. I'm going to get less attention. Yeah, you'll get the less because they come after her. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, so what about her Down syndrome diagnosis and now her autism diagnosis? Like, what has that taught you? Well, has it taught you anything? Has those disabilities changed, changed your life? Changed how I change, change how I see things? Yeah. Yeah, I think my attitude has changed. Me and Mason this morning were talking about, um, because we were waiting outside of my, our, math teacher's classroom but yeah we were waiting outside his classroom for him to open the door and everything and on the other side like in the way back is a special needs classroom and so the kids always pass by us in, every morning and so like we always say hi and everything and like talk to them and stuff but before peanut would have been there i don't think we would have done that because it was a little bit outside of our comfort zone and I was talking with Mason, like, if we didn't have Peanut, like, we wouldn't even have acknowledged him. But, like, just because we had pe um, Peanut in our life, like... Are you more aware of kids with disabilities? Yeah, I see a lot more kids, and uh, I don't know. My eyes just got to open up a lot. You think it's maybe a little bit less intimidating? Yeah, a lot less intimidating. It didn't seem like just normal kids to me, like, even better than normal kids. Mason, you've actually, like confronted people when they were making fun of kids with Down syndrome. Yeah. And? Or why did you, why were you able to do that? Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but like, I feel like they're wounded gazelle <laughs> that you have to protect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that you have to protect. So the wounded gazelle on the prairie. <laughs> like they're fragile? Like, yeah. Or that they're easy prey? Both. Because, like, they also don't really have the automatic need to, like, fight back and, like, go against yeah. others, too. Like, so our immediate response is, that's not right. And we see them, like, almost as peanut. Because instantly you realize people suck. Yeah. Why? Because this morning a girl walked by and I said hi. And then she said hi. And then she walked away. And then another girl walked by. And she was, like, super happy. And she said hi to me. And then she wanted a high five. So I gave her a high five. And then she walked by. And she told another person hi. And they just ignored her. 
And she was kept, she special needs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And she kept walking, and then she kept yelling back, like, hi, because she wanted them to say hi, but they never acknowledged her. So why do you think maybe kids don't acknowledge her? Because she's different. Yeah, it's outside of, the comfort, outside of the comfort zone. People don't like different. And if you felt convicted when I said you suck, then maybe <laughs> you suck. Thank you for that, Mason. <laughs> Look into it. He speaks. Yeah. Stop speaking, Mason. <laughs> okay, so we've had times where, okay, Jana's not extremely vocal or expressive. Verbal expressive to people when we're out but there have been times where she's waved at people and people ignore her yeah well i remember we sat outside of olive garden one Waiting time for... and people would walk by and she would she has this little wave it's very aggressive wave that well it, means... it wasn't initially but then as more people walked by and ignored her <laughs> she was like getting mad and like <laughs> flapping her hand to wave for people to just say hi to her but I don't necessarily think people are ignoring her, but I could see, I mean, as teenagers, those kids weren't in- integrated at all. Well, one other thing that I can think of, so Jana opened up our eyes to not only our children, but our family, and one of the things that we were able to do this year was host the Night to Shine. So for those of you... If you guys you... haven't heard of it, look it up, A yes. Night to Shine, Tim Tebow Foundation. If you're in Idaho... Please and look you're it listening, up. please look it up. You're the only state that has not held one. Yes, so we are talking to you, Idaho, if you're out there. Tim Tebow said stop finding the potatoes and sign up. <laughs> so if you have no idea what it is, please look it up. It is a, a worthwhile cause and part of an amazing organization, but we were able to host one in the Imperial Valley for the first time ever. And all of you were included in that, were yep. you not? Yes. So the interesting and neat thing was being able to bring in so individuals over the age of 14 with a cognitive or physical disability, and it was a full-blown prom with dinner, dancing. We had DJ, we had limo rides, photo booth, and it was an amazing night, and you guys all got to participate. So how do you think that bringing Jana in opened our eyes to that, and what was that experience like? Well, I think it was just... Pretty awesome, and I really miss that night. It was pretty cool. I was taking pictures all the time, so I got to see everything. What else? Seeing the kids dancing was like... It was made me happy in a way because I know that most of the time they don't get to experience... Well, I don't, I don't know. No, I'm not... Well, I like how she says kids, and they were all older than her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everyone has a tendency of... I know I do that. Just because I think their innocence shines. And I mean, but I I tell like 28-year-olds, I call them kids. So, she's you're... probably picking it up from but me. But you're old. <laughs> Not or... as old as you. That's true. <laughs> true story. <laughs> what about you, Mason? What was that night like? Come on, you got to participate. Like, What's one thing you took away from it? I was kind of miserable the whole time. Oh. I was, was sick. I was sicker. Oh, that's sicker? true. I forgot. We had two sick people. All right. Um, anything else you guys want to say about bringing Pina in and how that's affected our family? or maybe Adoption. What about encouraging other people to do it? Why would be one good reason to do it? Why not? It's a pretty good reason, I said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A little bit more extensive reason? Well, these kids have a lower chance of getting adopted. So They do, actually. Special needs children... Um, 
usually wait longer to find their forever ne their forever homes, and they're often overlooked or put in group homes. What else? I I don't know. Like the generic answer would be, like, oh, because it's the right thing to do, and so and so and stuff like that. But like, I just think if you think as yourself as a good person, and yet you don't open up your home, then aren't you contradicting? But do you think everyone is called? Oh yeah, totally not. No, I know a lot of people <laughs> who like would suck at like at bringing kids, but. I don't know. If you feel like you're getting called to do so, and you're ignoring it, then you need to think about that. Okay. And know your limits. No, don't you... get six because your friend has five. Only get what you can handle. I feel like he's looking at you <laughs> specifically for that. <laughs> prophetic speech over there. Alright guys, so we're going to say goodnight to the kids really quick, and we will be right back. It's bedtime. Okay, so one of the things that we did warn you about was the fact that that was going to be raw and uncut, so... Some of it will be edited out because there was very long pauses as they all looked at each other confused. Yes, or looked at us with deer in the headlights. You know? <laughs> um, but what we did want to talk about is the fact that it would be wrong of us to say that, you know what, there was no negative effect, that everything was perfect, that as soon as she came in, everybody adapted immediately and... Everything just went out without a hitch when that's not true. I mean, there was a lot of... Well, her first year consisted of a lot of doctor's appointments and a couple of hospital stays. And all of those were done in San Diego, which, if you remember, we live about an hour and a half away. So each of those times, the kids stayed behind and we were up there with her. So she did take a lot of our time away from them. And it did take a lot of support from friends and family to... Not only help us, but also to help with our our biological children and help them in addressing the fact that mom and dad were gone or mom and dad were at the hospital or having to leave before they got up for school. And, and I really don't think there was ever this jealousy of, oh, you guys are taking her up again. I honestly think most of the time it was concern for her of why she has to go up again. And a misunderstanding. I think they thought for some reason we were up at the hospital. Having fun. Partying and having a good time. And We've made sure now that they have all gone to doctor's appointments with us. And each time we hear, this is really, really boring. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the waiting in the waiting room and driving the hours and dealing, trying to keep her entertained as we wait for the doctor, it's not fun. But we did want to present a realistic approach, although... Um, we can all without a doubt say that, you know, Jana has been a blessing to our life, to our family, to our church family, to our extended family. Um, we understand that there has been well, obstacles that have come with it. There have been things that we've had to overcome, things that we've had to face as a family. Uh, our family has been tested through it because of the fact that, you know, we've had to make adjustments. We've all had to make sacrifices. But at the same time, I think we can all argue that in the end, our family is stronger for it. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, as we stated earlier, we've seen a lot of growth in our children um, where they have stepped up and filled roles that needed to be filled and also stepped up and defended other children that they knew were being mistreated. 
they were all eager to volunteer and be a part of Night to Shine. And that went farther out through our church family and our youth group and and others. And, I mean, what about the times that we've hosted our buddy walk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Peanuts Buddy Walk, which is a na- national, national, national-wide... Nas- nationwide. <laughs> nationwide. Nationwide <laughs> event held in the Down Syndrome community. And it's basically just a, a walk to support our our individuals with Down syndrome and come together as a community. And let me see, the first year we had about 56 people, I think, on our team. And this past year, I think we hit like 61 on Team Jana. And that was missing people. So (laughs) for a little girl, she has a big support. Um, And that wasn't bad considering the first year we couldn't even post pictures of her. Yeah. Um... But another thing I wanted to say about the whole adoption process is it does take a lot of prayer and time and commitment because it's it's very stressful. Um, you're dealing with courts and paperwork, and they jump in. They ask us very personal questions, how we were raised, how our family dealt with anger issues and discipline, what was the biggest mistakes we made as teenagers, how our relationship is, how we fight, how we're intimate. Like, it, they don't really leave things uncovered. Um, so that is something you do need to be prepared for. And, I mean, understanding that the reason behind it is they are placing a child in your home. Um, I mean, we already had three, but they are trying to find the best possible fit, and they want to make sure that the home that they are placing these children in is a safe environment. And you just need to be ready and willing to be open. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they it's really... It's totally worth it, but you just have to be... And there are a lot of resources out there. You don't have to go in there blindly. If you look online, if you reach out to people, if you reach out to maybe other uh, family members or friends that you know that in the past maybe they've adopted or they have friends that have, there are a lot of resources out there. But the biggest thing that we wanted to address in this episode is simply the fact that it is a family commitment. Um, As we mentioned earlier, one of the things that we would do is we would sit down and have family meetings. And it got to the point where any time we were like, we're having a family meeting, it was everybody moaning and complaining. And it was kind of like, now what? (laughs) I think initially they joke like, oh, mom's pregnant. They're like, no, we're adopting. So they stopped joking about that. (laughs) Um, But it is a family commitment. And... We understand that, you know, maybe the part with our kids in it was a little bit more raw and uncut, and you can see their different personalities, but we wanted you to see that, you know what, it it does affect everybody, and you do have to go with that in mind. Yeah, I mean, I never imagined how much she would change who they are in the best way possible. They are more caring, they're more open, they're more loving to strangers, they their whole world just got flipped upside down and I guess the little bubble we had them in kind of popped and they saw the world for what it was but for the good that the world has too. Is there anything else that we want to? I don't think so. Okay. So I think for I'm sure we'll be talking about peanut many times. Yeah. So for today we will stop there. Um, Again, we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to what we have to say. 
um, for the two of you out there. We are very grateful. Hi, Mom and Dad. And I highly doubt it's Mom and Dad. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but anyways, um, and for our next episode, we are actually going to go back a little bit further and talk about us. So this is where Jen and I get to talk about us and our relationship. And argue about details. Yes, because I'm always right. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> the look. <laughs> but what we will want to talk about or do want to talk about is is another aspect of what we hope this podcast will focus on, and that's marriage. Um, not only our marriage, but just marriage in general, and the amount of work that it has taken to get us to where we are today. So again, thank you, and hope you have a good day. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Stay up to date. Don't forget to like to learn more about us. Check us out at www.benitofamily.com.